Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind-the-scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, everyone. Today, I am here with Kasia from Romantic Chocolate. We're talking chocolate. We're talking quality chocolate. We're talking how Kasia has built this food empire that she's building on that helps bring great tasting chocolate that have a whole lot of great values to you, the individual. So I'm excited to dive right into this. Kasia, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well and looking forward to unveil all the secrets, all the chocolate sweet secrets. Yes, these are the secrets everyone really wants in life. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm ready. Can we just open it up? Can you talk to us about what started your love affair with chocolate like this? Oh, this is such a mystery because my background, professional background comes from a completely different field. So I spent 25 years in a women's high luxury fashion where I was serving elites of the world, celebrities, royal families, athletes, musicians, dressing them on a budget. Believe it or not, those people are on the budget as well. I had my own fashion showroom on 57th Street and 5th Avenue in New York City. And just one day, something clicked in my head that I was really listening to the clients, how all of us women are always very concerned how to fit into chihuahua-sized dresses. At the time, designers were cutting really small, and the trend was completely different than it is today. Everybody wanted to be super skinny-mini. And, and I listened a lot to those concerns, and I started, I started studying nutrition, <clears throat> developed some chocolates, attended some motivational speakers' events, and when at the time the subject was uh, half a day was focused on uh, healthy eating, we were served pizza and hot dogs. And I was very surprised and confused. It just like I started practicing on during my study with nutrition, with different chefs, I started making nutritional bars. And I offered bringing them to one of those motivational speaking events. And it happened to be a big hit. And I took a leap of faith from fashion industry when I noticed that 
I sold 5,000 chocolates in one day. So <laughs> I said, maybe I'm into something and it's time to change from session to chocolate. And that's how it all started. So I got some support and so much encouragement. And I just decided it was time to exit fashion world. I thought at the time I had the best job in the world. I was shopping every day for the most spectacular dresses, bags, shoes. And all of a sudden I'm uh, making chocolate. I was the last person in the kitchen and now uh, I had to learn everything. How to make a chocolate, how to run a business, because it's a completely different ball game, food business than a fashion business. So that's how it all started. What mm -hmm. a complete like change of worlds in so many ways. Yes. And also what a like leap of faith that uh, you had to take. Absolutely. Have you always been someone who takes like leaps like that? I, I imagine that would have been scary. You had this great career that you knew that you loved and then going into the food industry, which let's be honest, is not as glamorous. What I mean, that must have taken a lot of courage. Can you talk like a little bit about that? How you actually got the courage to be like, yes, I'm making this change. I think I just did not overthink it. And in general, I'm a fearless person. I came to United States as a very young girl by myself. And I did not think it either. I just wanted to come here. I knew I was going to come here. And that's, that was my dream. And I follow it. And the same with career change. I just did not think it. Somehow it was calling me. I just follow my intuition, my instinct. And I knew I'm going to create something very special. And I think with the customers and with clients at the time who were in the fashion business, who were my experimental rabbits, they were testing the chocolates. I got so much uh, support that I didn't have to think twice. So I just decided to go for it. Amazing. Mm -hmm. that, that sounds like that's just like a bit of your DNA of who you are, which is great. That's right. And like you said, it's not a glamorous business. All of a sudden, from going to Milan and fashion shows and Florence, visiting the most prestigious, most beautiful showrooms. I'm in my kitchen washing the floor on my knees and crying at two in the morning because no one can wash it so good like me, obviously. So I'm the only one for a job. Yeah, very different, but I love that you just took the leap and went with it. And then, okay, so you obviously were doing very well at these events, like selling out like 5,000 in, in a single event. That's fantastic. Talk to us about have events continued to be part of your strategy? When she decided to go all in, what were the next st steps for you to be able to grow? Did you focus on events? Were you like, I want to get in retail right away? How did you decide what path was best for you? So this is a very good question because as much as you can plan, like the faith takes you completely different paths. So at the time I thought I will be following those motivational speakers. I'll be on the road. But unfortunately, maybe fortunately, different things occurred. And as I was shopping personally for myself, for nutritional products and for groceries, I developed great relationships with store managers and I introduced my line to them. They were gracious enough to give me a really good space in the store. And within days and weeks, we started selling. They started selling really well. I understood this is actually the right path. This is the, actually the right way to sell them, to go the wholesale direction, to have a right distribution, to have as many stores nationwide as possible. I started with New York and New York has a very high demand for nutritional, good quality, great quality product. So that's how I started. I started with focusing in locally 
And then other stores follow. I also traveled uh, to California, to Chicago, to Arizona, to different destinations where there is a lot of health uh, focus and conscious customers. And it just all happened very organically. I found distributor and, and that's how we started. We started distributing to, to different stores. I started uh, doing demos, talking to customers, getting better feedback, perfecting the product, asking what was the customer's main concern, what did they want to try, what did they like, what, what did they want to see, how did they want the product to evolve. So basically we built the whole recipe on the customer feedback and it really took us like five years to perfect the recipe research the ingredients and they were really our ears and eyes to give us the the contact information even for for getting the best ingredients what i should try they were even providing me with the studies so i was like really lucky and i was very fortunate to get the direct feedback from a customer who was ready to go all the way down to help me and to make sure that i got it all the all covered, like with the functional ingredients, with the low sugar content, with nothing processed, without using any additives. So I was very fortunate to get that information from, directly from customers, which was priceless at the time. Phyllis. Absolutely. They help shape exactly. They're telling you what they want to buy, right? Exactly. And I listen. And if yeah. I don't listen, uh, one time I did not listen, I got punished severely. So I've learned my lesson. I have to listen to customer. The customer is always right. Got it. And what was that process like for you? You mentioned one time it didn't go as planned. Was that challenging to be like, okay, we're continuously back in the kitchen, changing things, working on the formula, continuously changing? Was there ever a point where you're like, I, I don't want to learn anymore from the customers. I just want them to like figure this out. I don't actually want to evolve and change. How do you manage that? Oh, this was um, a battle, inside battle, because you're getting pulled into so many different directions. And it's very important to listen to customers, but also you have to listen to yourself. Some items that I make, I don't personally like them, but the customers absolutely love it and they demand that I make it. So I also learned that not everything that I like, I have to uh, focus on, but also you can never make everyone happy. You can probably, if you succeed to make at least 80% uh, of people happy, this is probably already huge success. So I try to listen to my intuition and to my internal voice as much as possible. I think when you do that, you can never go wrong. And when you start getting being pulled into different directions, I think that's when the chaos starts. And then that's when the confusion comes and you don't know anymore what you're doing. So really see what works. I think in my case, I've learned the lesson that it's important to test in small batches and see what really works. If you're not sure. Just don't go on a huge wave, just do small batches, just do small tests and try it locally and get the response and direct feedback. And then if it works, go to the big wave and make it the way how customers like it. And you can proceed. And once you get that green light, you can go ahead risk-free because you know that you tested it, you got the feedback and you know what works, what doesn't. And that's how you implement the changes. Step by step, seed by seed. That's how I've learned to go about it. Got it. And that makes sense. That probably allowed you to feel a lot more confident in how you're going forward to versus going immediately to a co-packer with this big, huge order and not really sure that's what people wanted. Absolutely. That was actually my first mistake that I, instead of focusing on distribution, I went looking for co-packers. So this is 
first mistake. Like first, my priority was to focus on quality of the products because they could be as healthy as possible, but if they don't taste right, nobody's going to be buying them. So quality is first and foremost, distribution is the second. Yes. And then co-packer, if you succeed to get a certain amount of retailers, if you're lucky enough, then go with the co-packing to being able to fulfill the orders, but quality first and foremost. Got it. I love that. And then how have you gotten the word out about the products? Is it continuing to do demos? What do you do from a marketing perspective? Quality, number one. Number two, our distribution. Then how do you make sure people are knowing about it? So we've been in the business for more than five years and uh, we really grew organically. So it's through doing lots of demos, talking to customers. We also have a retail store in the city on 57th Street and 1st Avenue. So we get a lot of customers. When I go to visit a lot of buyers, they, I always invite them to come to the store. And actually they love to come and visit to see uh, where we are, what we are about. So they really love to visit us and we can really welcome them there and explain more about what we do and more about our culture. So yeah, and we still continue doing tons of events. This week we have three only. We're doing a huge event for the Valentine's Day. So we support a lot of great causes. I'm looking forward to support even more causes, which are dear to my heart. And yeah, so that's how we grow, basically, organically, word of mouth, through distribution, through retail, through events, through private clients. I feel like they're all my family, like we all have such a strong chocolate bond that it's going to be unbreakable. <laughs> that is a good bond to have with people, a chocolate bond, for sure. <laughs> yes, it lasts forever. <laughs> totally. There's no one breaking that. It's better than diamonds, believe me. And then you have quite a different, like you have a wide range of your lineup. We've got protein bars, we've got truffle, we've got chocolate bars. Talk to us about how you have managed to run all these different product lines. How do you decide which one to focus your efforts and energy on? What does that look like? Because it's not just like protein bars. It's not just chocolate bars. It really seems like it is this ethos of what your brand stands for and it comes to life how the chocolate needs it to, but it's also a lot managing a few different product lines with that. So talk to us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I think I've learned from the fashion business that uh, you always have to create and evolve and improve. And I think that's what I'm all about, that I always like to improve the product, offer the customer the best quality. And also everybody likes variety. So our main focus is obviously nutritional bars, which we constantly improve. We just recently received USDA organic certification. So we're changing the packaging. We are in the process of it, so of implementation. So probably in the next upcoming weeks, we're doing the final touches. And we're also going to be launching cookies, which are plant-based, dehydrated, not baked, which are out of this world. And also we are launching new nutritional bars. It's going to be called shrooms, which are based on medicinal mushrooms. And I started doing so much research and it's absolutely phenomenal, the benefits of those mushrooms, how it works on your focus, on your mental clarity, on your mental and physical, even stamina, how it endorses your endorphins. And, and today we are living in such a times of mental, mental health awareness that I think it will be a great addition for those who struggle with depression, not feeling good, uh, having some 
bad days. So I think this would be a great answer and great opportunity to try a product that could really change, change that around. And I've tried it with some friends and some colleagues and some customers that we've been giving samples and they are reporting to me tremendous benefits and tremendous mood boosters, clarity and, and feeling fantastic. So I'm really happy to see that, that happening. So hopefully we will make some few people happy or happier. Happier because you're already giving people chocolates. You've already got that down. <laughs> so if we could get them more focus, more clarity, more happiness, if they could be more productive at work, or if they could be a better parent, better person, why not? Why not? And the studies behind the mushrooms are just phenomenal. So we're really happy to launch it and we're looking forward to being able to offer it very soon. Got it. That's exciting. That's an exciting like <laughs> next step for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how do you stay on top of all of the latest chocolate trends, food trends? What's your secret hack? Are you at food conferences? Are you just really tapped in? What does that look like for you? I just don't sleep. And, <laughs> and I have a lot of girlfriends who gossip. So we get together with gossip and I do lots of dinners at home since I'm also a raw vegan chef. And most of my girlfriends are like vegans, so I'm conducting a lot of vegan dinners at home. And this is like my case studies, mm. always discussing what's new on the market because they also either in wellness industry or skincare industry. So we're always exchanging ideas. And I'm very fortunate to have very smart traveled girlfriends who are always coming up with, with some exciting different ideas and we share them. And then I make samples and they try it. And that's how the product comes to fruition. What I love about what you're doing and your way with business is everything seems very organic. Like business can seem heavy, but you make it all seem very organic and it just flows. Oh, I'm going to go this way. Oh, I'm going to test with these people. Is that, it sounds like that's just who you are, but is that, talk to me even about that. Does that even, I would imagine some people who, there's some people who are like, I'm going to plan every little thing. And you're like, no, we're going to go with this feels right. Let's go and do that. What is that like in terms of even maybe with a co-packer who's a little bit more this? How do you manage that? Yes. So I do very unconventional way of business because I noticed that when I plan everything, nothing ever goes according to my plan. <laughs> well, that's why I decided, you know what, maybe this is not the way to go. Maybe your organic way, it's the way to go and go more spontaneously and, and see what works and what doesn't. And when you really plan ABC, there are so many factors that can go wrong. And yeah, so I focus on what works organically. And basically, I think for me, the most important thing is to focus on direct, on direct communication with a customer. And I'm fortunate enough that I can spend a lot of time with customers, with managers of the stores, with buyers, having hands-on a lot of tasks every single day. I go visit the stores every single day and I see what sells, what doesn't sell. I organize my shelves in the stores. I talk directly to customers. I talk to managers. And I guess through that, it's a lot of work, obviously, but through that, I see what works and what doesn't and which, uh, which way we, we can head and, and organically grow. I think that's the best way. Probably one day when we grow tremendously, probably that's not going to be working or probably I will have to restructure it as you get a team of people involved. So probably that would have to be more uh, structured differently. But for the moment, that's what worked for us. That's what we focus on and we will continue until it's a time to change. Right. I've noticed that you, I noticed that sometimes we change, we implement changes when 
everything works. There's no reason to do any change. When things work, continue doing what works. Do not change it because people do not like changes. Mm. I personally do not like when I'm used to a product, I know where to find it, I know how it looks like, and all of a sudden I see I cannot find it where I'm usually finding it. The packages change, some information is changed, the formula is changed, so it's very confusing. I think customers like to feel confident that they're getting exactly what they're used to. And if the formula works, do not change it. Very sage advice. You can overdo it. So don't overdo it. Stick to what works. If it's working, don't touch it. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. For anyone who is wanting to get their hands on some romantic chocolate, where can they find you? So you can find us everywhere nationwide. The best uh, way, if you like to try it, uh, and if you live in New York City, you can visit us in our uh, flagship store located in Sutton Place, uh, which is 57th Street and 1st Avenue. So that's for immediate gratification. We make the best in the world. I say it with the full confidence, hot chocolate during cold winter. And in summer, we put it on the ice with coconut whipped cream. It's absolutely to die for. We make the best absolutely smoothies, which are out of this world as well. Chocolate and vanilla, which are fantastic. So this is for those who live in the city or who come to visit the city. Also, you could visit us online, romanticchocolate.com. We also sell on Amazon. We sell on several different e-retailers and nationwide stores. We are listed on our website, so you could go to our website to check for locations. They are organized by alphabet so and, and by the state, so you could see where you live and check the store if it's near you. And then we ship worldwide, so wherever you go, wherever you travel, we have subscription program, or you can just uh, get, we have sample boxes, like uh, bars of six, you can try smaller bags if you don't want a big commitment. And we ship it to you wherever you are. And we have uh, overnight service available, shipping. We have all kinds of sources. We have same-day messenger. If you live nearby, I might come to deliver your package. So you might talk to me. And we have all ways of getting to you. No problem. Amazing. Amazing. And... Any final advice for anyone who is maybe you've done such a great career change and you've really made this work for anyone who is, I don't know, maybe having that same kind of calling that you had on the inside that maybe there's something else over here, but is maybe not sure if they should take the leap. What, what advice would you have for them? Look, I have so many advice. So for me, I can only speak for myself is to develop thick skin Mm -hmm. because you're going to deal with tons of rejection. Like I said, you can never make everyone happy. So just develop thick skin, be very patient because it takes a really long time to build an empire. Rome was not built overnight. So you have to be very patient, persistent, willing to learn, willing to be coachable. Listen to yourself, I would say. First and foremost, really listen to yourself. What sits uh, with you, what feels right and pray, (laughs) pray and meditate a lot. (laughs) I think that's what works. Yeah. All very sage advice. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing more about your story. I'm like wanting to get my hands on this. You guys, if you want to go check this out, it's rawmanticchocolate.com. Go check out the flagship store. Go find out where you can buy it or get it overnight to yourself. Like, why not? Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Go and grab that and, and get yourself some delicious chocolate. That's definitely, that definitely works for most people. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely come visit us. We have the best truffles, 
we will make your Valentine's Day very special, very sweet. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to continue to watch you grow. Thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity and happy 2024. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.